48K News. It's 11 o'clock on Ben Che, the top stories. Outgoing Chief Executive Carrie Lam promises her successor John Lee whatever help he needs to form his new government. The police charged three people involved in a social media chat group that allegedly promoted violence and hatred. And President Putin defends Russia's attack on Ukraine, describing it as a preemptive strike. The outgoing chief executive, Carrie Lam, says a system of patriots administrating Hong Kong has been completely established following the election of John Lee as the territory's next leader. Speaking alongside her successor, Mrs. Lam pledged to offer whatever help Mr. Lee needs to form a new government. We will render uh, John uh, every assistance that he needs to uh, form a new government and uh, including, of course, uh, the uh, much-talked-about reorganization of the government uh, structure. At the same time, I and my administration will continue to fight this uh, COVID-19 epidemic in order to enable the people of Hong Kong to return to normal life as soon as possible. Mr. Lee, for his part, said his office has begun working on the plan to reorganize the government structure. The CE-elect also met the Chief Justice and the President of the Legislative Council. He rounded off the day with visits to the central government's four offices in Hong Kong. Before heading to Beijing's liaison office, Mr. Lee was asked whether he would thank the office for helping with his campaign. And I hope when people saw all these activities and the work that we conducted tirelessly, Every day, then I hope you will also reflect uh, these activities to people of Hong Kong so that they actually saw how hard I work and how hard my colleagues work together with me. So it was my personal effort. Once there, Mr. Lee told the director of Beijing's liaison office, Luo Huining, that his administration will implement the one country, two systems principle resolutely, and he hopes the central government will continue to support the SAR. In a meeting with Jin Yangxiang, the director of the Office for Safeguarding National Security, the CE-elect said he will attach great importance to laying a solid foundation for development, adding that he thanks the office for supporting the SAR's work in protecting national security. The police have charged three people linked to what they describe as a radical social media chat group with incitement to commit wounding with intent. They will appear in Eastern Court tomorrow. Mike Weeks has the details. The police said the trio were among six people arrested on Saturday on suspicion of a range of offences, including publishing seditious articles and possessing offensive weapons. Officers said they seized a number of weapons during the operation, along with suspected dangerous drugs. The six arrested are said to be students, a computer technician and a warehouse worker aged between 16 and 36. They are accused of promoting hatred and violence and planning violent attacks. Police said the chat group had been active since February. Hong Kong has recorded 233 new COVID cases, 33 of which were imported. One new COVID-related death was also reported. The Centre for Health Protection says the investigation is still ongoing into a cluster linked to a Yunlong restaurant. A cook at the restaurant has also tested positive. Dr. Chuan Shokwan from the CHP said officials will look into whether or not he belongs to the cluster or contracted the virus elsewhere. 
The transmission of the virus in the restaurant was chiefly in the morning on May the 1st. It wasn't until six or seven days later that we were aware of the outbreak, so it's been some time since it started spreading. Moreover, we couldn't find any environmental factors that contributed to the spread, although of course we've asked the restaurant to carry out disinfection. We're now looking to see if there's any larger-scale transmission between diners and staff, but we believe the outbreak was caused by short-range airborne transmission, since those affected sat primarily in the center of the restaurant. President Putin has described his decision to attack Ukraine as a preemptive strike in a speech at a huge military parade for the anniversary of the defeat of Nazi Germany. Addressing troops on Moscow's Red Square, he alleged without evidence that Kyiv had been planning military operations in Crimea and Donbass. And on to the weather, mainly cloudy with a few showers, a few thunderstorms later tomorrow, and the outlook continuous showers in the middle and latter parts of this week. Currently, it's 25 degrees Celsius, the humidity 84%. RTHK, the time has just gone 5 minutes past 11. Infectious diseases expert Joseph Tsung says the government should consider requiring people to show a negative rapid test result before entering places where masks are exempted, such as restaurants. We ask visitors to the hospitals to show their rapid antigen test results of the day of visit because we are very worried they may be asymptomatic patients. Children also need to do rapid tests before going to school. I don't know if the government will, after what happened in a Yunnan restaurant, require people to show a negative result before entering the scheduled premises where they can take their masks off in order to prevent such incidents from happening again. A 6.3 magnitude earthquake struck off the coast of Taiwan this afternoon, according to the U.S. Geological Survey, with buildings in Taipei sent swaying. The offshore quake hit at a depth of 27 kilometers, about 70 kilometers southwest of Yonakuni, a Japanese island not far from Taiwan, according to the USGS report. Taiwan's Central Weather Bureau said the quake, the fifth this year above a magnitude of six, was felt across the island, though there were no immediate reports of damage. Counting is underway in the presidential elections in the Philippines. An unofficial tally shows a huge early lead for Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr., the son of the former Philippine dictator. He appears to have more than twice the number of votes than his main rival, the outgoing vice president, Lenny Robredo. The BBC's Howard Johnson is in Manila. This isn't the official result, but it's an indication of where this is going. If this continues this way, it will be a landslide for Bongbong Marcos, and that will mean that Philippine history will turn on its head tonight. And that's because more than 30 years ago, the Marcos family were ousted in disgrace in 1986. The People Power Revolution ousted them because they were seen as corrupt and violent. But what we've seen in the last five years, certainly while I've been here, is the rewriting of history. The Sri Lankan Prime Minister Mahinda Rajapaksa has stepped down amid widespread anti-government protests. The BBC's Rajini Vaidyanathan has the latest. An island nation struggling to stay financially afloat. Today, deep in turmoil. There were tense scenes in the capital as supporters of the PM were seen beating up anti-government protesters and journalists. Later, some of the group destroyed the protest site at the city's seafront, where demonstrators had peacefully set up camp for weeks. But then, later in the day, 
scenes of joy in the crowd as Prime Minister Mahinda Rajapaksa announced his resignation. In a letter, he blamed COVID and the global economic crisis for the country's financial woes, although many blame his government's policies. The European Union has rejected British suggestions that parts of the Brexit agreement should be renegotiated. London has been seeking changes to the Northern Ireland Protocol. The BBC's Jessica Parker reports from Brussels. Negotiations on reforming the protocol have floundered for months, but the issue is now under fresh scrutiny following elections in Northern Ireland. While nationalist Sinn Féin has emerged as the largest party, the Democratic Unionists warn that they won't form part of the executive unless their deep concerns about the treaty are addressed. They say checks on goods arriving from Great Britain are damaging the economy and threatening Northern Ireland's place in the UK. Last year, Brussels put forward proposals to ease controls, but London has long demanded more far-reaching changes. Senior EU figures today again rejected the idea of renegotiating the text, but insisted they were ready to continue discussions. And in sports, the FIFA Appeal Committee has ruled that the abandoned Football World Cup qualifier between Brazil and Argentina must be replayed after considering the appeals filed by the country's football associations. The qualifier in September was suspended just minutes after kickoff when Brazilian health officials invaded the pitch to stop Argentina's England-based players from playing, saying they'd breached the country's COVID-19 quarantine rules. Both teams have already qualified for the World Cup in Qatar later this year, with Brazil topping the South American standings and Argentina finishing second. And to end the news, the top stories again. Outgoing Chief Executive Carrie Lam promises her successor John Lee whatever help he needs to form his new government. Police charged three people involved in a social media chat group that allegedly promoted violence and hatred. And President Putin defends Russia's attack on Ukraine, describing it as a preemptive strike. The news from RTHK. When the light 
go That's when I need Your love so bad So why don't you give it up And bring it home to me Or write it on a piece of paper, baby So it can't be read to me Talk to me at night I don't want you to worry, baby I know we can make everything all right Listen to my plea, baby Bring it to me Because I need Your love so bad Into our second hour this public holiday night So an extra five minutes together and there we heard Fleetwood Mac needs your love so bad. That's especially for Alan. Thanks ever so much for your email. Likewise to everybody who's been asking for a song over these uh, past months that we've had together. Almost a year now, by the way, we've been doing this show. It's amazing how time flies. This one's for Gilbert. Oh. 